Thank you for joining us today on this beautiful Sunday, ladies and boomers. Before we get started, just want to talk about our awesome sponsor, I guess, for now, the CBJ Artillery. Listen to the podcast every Wednesday. Uh, Jordan, myself, and Warren, when he decides to show up, doing them on Wednesdays. You guys also, let Tyler him out of the well. trunk. That's right. Producer Tyler as well. Uh, yeah, also brought to you by the Bartha.com studios. Uh, always recording from the Bartha.com studios. We really appreciate everything they do for us. Uh, that's all I got. Let's get into it. Let's roll. Shut up and sit down. Welcome into the podcast, ladies and boomers, episode four. We are here on a Sunday. I am Bucket Hat Kyle here with the one and only little boomer. How you feeling today? I feel pretty good. Yeah, I didn't get too crazy last night for that wild game. Well, you know, my age, when you have an 8 o'clock start, you got to be real, real careful. That's fair. What did you do last night for the game? Just hang out at home? I hung out at home. Uh, my brother and my nieces left, so it was just me and Mrs. Boomer. And we uh, went out, got some food, brought it home, watched the game, and I just kind of trolled Twitter laughing for the first two periods. Yeah, that's about what it was last night. A lot of... Uh Twitter's been a, a complete dumpster fire recently. A lot of one-sided opinions, much like a political debate. It was something like that, yeah. Uh, I I don't know. I, I tried to stay off Twitter last night. I tweeted a little bit, but, man, it just seems like it's getting worse and worse as the season goes on. The fan base almost needs the season to end at this point as much as the Blue Jackets We all need do. a break. We all need a break. Jeez. I mean, it was nice this week actually having all away games right. so we could mentally – how many home games do we have left? Yeah. Not that many. Twelve. Uh, Eleven home games. Yeah. Uh, six? six. I believe Jeez. six. And uh, one of them is a one o'clock start on a Sunday. Wow. Yeah, that's the Vegas game on uh, the uh, Edmonton game on the Edmonton, uh, April twenty fourth yeah, on a Sunday. How do I brunch before that? Start at eight a.m. I'm gonna have to. <laughs> eight at nine a.m. at Standard Hall. They're gonna be pissed. We show up at nine a.m. <laughs> Until I pay my bill, then they'll be all right. Yeah, then they'll be fine. A uh, lot to talk about today, little boomers. Uh, a lot happened in the last, excuse me, in the last week. Uh, got a little bit of indigestion as well while we're at it. Jesus Christ. Just thinking about Twitter last night makes you want to throw up. Oh, my God, it's so bad. Uh, we'll get right into it here. Uh, so last Sunday, uh, local hockey, uh, news and notes here. We'll get right into it. Ohio State women uh, win the national championship. The women Buckeyes 3-2 to two over Minnesota Duluth in the women's Frozen Four. Uh, just Great hockey all around. I wa I didn't get to see. I watched most of the Minnesota Duluth game, uh, but I definitely saw the Final Four game. Um, or the who they, I don't remember who they played. Yeah, Yale? they played Duluth in the championship. They played Yale before that. They played Yale in the Final Four or Frozen Four, and then they played Duluth for the championship. Just great hockey all around. Do you have any thoughts on that? Uh, I went to our bar to watch it. Um, large group place was packed. I mean, the news channels were there. Um, really, the the atmosphere was great. I mean, hundred percent rooting for the Buckeyes. Game was back and forth, but we every time they would tie, they would Ohio State would take the lead. Then they would tie, and then they'd take the lead. But the best part of that game, uh, in the final two and a half, three minutes, Minnesota Duluth kept trying to pull their goalie, but the neutral zone defense was so good, they couldn't get their goalie off the ice to go six on five and try and tie it. Yeah, that's it was very impressive. Just impressive, great hockey from the women there. Uh, we love to see it. Always love to see an Ohio team winning any kind of Hard championship. Hard-fought season, well-deserved. This team has been building for years, and it finally pays off with a national championship. Well-deserved. Well-deserved. get them their own rink. Yeah, no shit. I mean, I th where do they play? They play at the shot? No, they play at the ice rink beside uh, St. John's Arena. Okay. So when you go to a hockey game, if you need to go to the bathroom or get concessions, you have to walk outside and into St. John Arena. Wow. Which is, I mean, just across that little wind tunnel there, but... Yeah, but why? Yeah, that's a little <laughs> bit ridiculous. That is, that's you're you're right about that. Uh, so moving on from that, staying local with the uh, on the west side of Columbus, the Hilliard Wildcats uh, win the Buckeye Cup two to one over Dayton. First time I believe they've ever beat Dayton. And that's a that's a combination of all the Wildcat or, or all the Hilliard schools, correct? I, I believe it's club team basically. I believe it's uh, team. yeah. So that's uh, great for them, Buckeye Cup. I guess that's just like the Ohio Championship, I would assume. Right, it's a state title. I believe it was their 14th year playing in it and the first time they've actually won it. Very impressive. Uh, lots of good stuff happening yeah. here in Central Ohio when it comes then, to hockey. And that led to a berth to Nationals. 
Oh, and, wow. And uh, they recently were just knocked out of nationals. They finished ninth, one spot outside of the final eight to make the tournament, and they missed it by one point. One point. That's crazy. That's, hey, that's I mean, heartbreaking. A lot of, I don't know. I don't know anything about that team. I would I mean, maybe a lot of seniors, so maybe they won't have a chance again. But hopefully, they had a bunch of underclassmen hey. that they can make try to make another run next year. State title and ninth in the nation. Good job, boys. Love to see it. Uh, last thing here with local hockey, AAA Blue Jacket, Ayo Adenie. I uh, hope I pronounced that correctly. If not, just yell at me on Twitter. That's fine. Everybody else does. Uh, he wins a Division Three national championship with Adrian College. Where is Adrian College? Any it's, idea? Uh, it's up in Michigan. Oh, I know we don't say that word, boo. but when <laughs> you're a AAA Blue Jacket and you win a national title, you can play in Michigan. Hell yeah. So probably it'll be a guy that gets drafted here in the next couple of years, I would assume. Uh, Maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. I, I mean, don't know. Maybe I don't not. know how many Division three guys get picked up, but uh, for a local story, I mean, it's just to see local kids playing hockey and winning trophies. Is that I, somebody I from it. Columbus, or did he just play for the AAA Blue Jackets? Honestly, I don't know. I know he's a AAA yeah. Blue Jacket. Uh, I don't want to make any assumptions there. So we'll just move on. Uh, that's all we have for local hockey. News and notes as well. I have uh, Corpy out for the year. Um, so we'll just get right into that. Corpy goes down with a season-ending season hipper injury. Correct. Uh, had to have second surgery. Second one on the team this year. Second one. Tarasov had the other earlier this season. Um, it kind of felt like, you know, Elvis, but when the trade deadline happened, Elvis – uh, was down with an injury, was on the IR, so we all kind of knew that Corpy wasn't going to get it traded at that point. And then as soon as the trade deadline hit, Elvis magically is not hurt anymore. Yes, within 72 hours, Elvis is off the IR, Corpy is having season-ending surgery, and the trade deadline is gone. And I, I mean, this is something that I had written down for myself, but do you kind of feel like the team i'm not a trainer i've had people yell like getting on me about i'm not this a trainer a or a coach people have been asking for years is it are we not forcing elvis at this point because i mean if he's on ir and comes off we have barube and jet greaves jet greaves could definitely benefit from seeing some nhl time this season as being as young as he is uh why are we forcing elvis right now when we have zero chance of making the playoffs and our defense is is completely decimated at this point well according to a statement from brad larson uh, just ad-libbing it, but uh, he basically said he's going to tie his chain to Elvis and they're going to sink or swim together. They've uh, already he, sunk. He That's need, the thing. He needs more games. He needs to play when he's tired. He needs to be ready when they are good enough to make a playoff run. So they're just going to keep throwing him out there, and he's either going to Sink or swim. Yeah, and he he played well last night. We'll get into the game last night, but that's yeah. the first game in a long time where I've visually noticed him playing very well. Yeah, he had an excellent game. He bailed out the defense multiple times, and that's what a number one goaltender should do. Uh, he didn't look injured at all last night, so that's no. that's positive. Um, I don't know. I, I personally feel like, just from a fan's perspective, I feel like he's being rushed. We have guys in the system right now that can come up and, and play – with this defense, get some more time and add some more depth to the goalie room with all of these injuries, and, and it's just Elvis, 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 right. which is and, fine. They're and selling I sound tickets. like a broken record, but you have a guy who's 3-1. and one. Why don't we find out if that's legit or if it's a fluke? Right. More than likely it's a fluke, but until it is, prove me wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Did we do an artillery podcast this week? Uh, you did the trade deadline. You did not talk on, on Monday. Wednesday. That's right. Um, so going back to Monday, we we did one – uh, moving off of the of the goalie stuff, we've talked about goalies so Way much this much. season. Um, let's talk about something else. At least we're not talking about line A every day now. I mean, even though we should be, that just, dude is just sign him. Man, that guy is unfucking real. Just <laughs> sign him. His puck handling last night and the way that he enters zones. Oh my god, six five and handles a puck like that. It's just unbelievable. Yeah, he was definitely frustrated last night though. Yeah, uh, you could tell. Did he? He didn't score last night. He did not. No. Uh, all right, so Monday trade deadline happened. Uh, the only thing really noteworthy that is that Max Domi is no longer on the team. Um, we got somebody from Florida? No, from Carolina. Was it from Carolina or was it from Florida? It was from Carolina. We got a defensive player. I cannot remember his name. Me either. That's, right that's, <laughs> it's a bad but trade. What, what I do know is we were expecting a second or third out of Max Domi. Uh, the young man was a third-round pick last year by the Carolina Hurricanes, and he was a guy that Yarmo had his eye on. So basically, instead of drafting the guy last year, we traded a guy who was leaving anyway to get the guy he wanted last year. 
Uh, he's a freshman at college right now, so it's going to be a couple years before we see him. But who knows? We'll we'll find yeah, out. Who in knows? Two or three is, years. Who knows is the is the correct but sentiment. Something there. is better than nothing. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Yarmo did a press conference. I mean, I almost would have preferred to keep Max for the rest of the season and just let him walk than that trade. I mean, Yarmo even after the trade was in a press conference saying that he made a mistake trading Domi. I mean, he said that. But you got to make room because you know the plan is once Michigan's done, there's going to be an ELC for Kent Johnson. And Yeah, maybe. Uh, now there's a spot for him. Yeah, there was a spot for him. I mean – there's still oh, guys. I can that think are, of a couple guys that we Brennan could make Gons, a spot for. Brennan Gons could go down for him. No, no, wrong one. Gon, like, yeah, Bemstrom, but he's been Bemstrom's ding, been looking ding, all ding, right. Ding, ding. He hasn't been looking terrible. Not a lot of, I don't know. I, I didn't like the he's trade. Playing better out of spite because he listens to the podcast. That's exactly what it is. You're right. Yes, he has to listen to the podcast. He's like, I'll show that little boomer. I didn't like the trade. I said that people didn't. I don't know. I I think a lot of people agreed with me on that, but. There, there could have been more that came out of that. It was just in a spot where, I well, my, unlike unlike last year, you're right. There was a spot, but unlike last year, last year we had guys that people wanted to fill a certain hole to make a run. So that's how you get a first out of David Savard because Tampa needed a stay-at-home defensive guy. That's how you get a first out of Felino because. Toronto is soft, and they needed somebody with a little sandpaper finish to them. That's quick. I was thinking like a Toronto and trade for Domi again because of that sandpaper aspect that he And I brings. think we would have got more out of them, but I, they just don't have They didn't they do anything. The room. Yeah. I they mean, didn't even go for a goaltender. That's what they needed. Neither did Edmonton. The, the trade deadline was stupid. The Canadian teams completely botched the trade deadline. Oh, the Canadian teams botched the deadline? Yeah. What about Vegas? Oh, yeah. Let's get into that. Uh, so Evgeny did that. Dadanov, uh for the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, clearly, and it's known, it's public knowledge that he has a no-move clause. Of, that was filed on time. He has a he has a list of ten teams that he wants to get that he would be okay with getting traded to. Correct? No, it was a list of ten teams he would not go to. And okay, and then the and then uh, Vegas front office tried to trade him to one of those ten teams. Yep, they tried Anaheim, to trade him to Anaheim. And he did not want to go to Anaheim. That was and he said, nope. In his contract that he didn't want to go to Anaheim, and they still tried to pull the trigger. I just don't – was that well, just lack Vegas, of – Vegas thought because when he was traded from Ottawa to them, because Vegas was not on that 10-team list, they thought that either the trade, the no trade no longer existed or it had not been filed correctly, so it was non-existent. And it turns out there is paper proof that it was filed on time by his agent with the league – and they had to shit can the trade. That's crazy. And then basically welcome him back, which has been a soap opera on Twitter. Oh my god! And he scored. He scored the game winner the other night. Didn't yeah, he? last night. Yeah, last night. Last scored, night or night before? Two yeah. nights ago. I think it was last night. Scored the game winner for the for the Knights. The fan base, from what I've seen, loves loves Dadanov. And well, and, and to top it off, Vegas had to put Riley Smith back on LTIR, Ugh. so they got room. What a <laughs> what an overpayment on Riley Smith. I dropped him on my fantasy team. He's not producing this year. Well, that's because he's been on LTIR, what, three times? They keep putting him on there to make room for somebody it's else. unbelievable. Tampa is, has ruined this league, uh, in my opinion, with, with all of that. There's, I think I saw, an article, I saw an article about how it's not part of the CBA. Yeah, they're supposed to uh, reevaluate that at the end of the season. That. Yeah, like, come on, man. They're, that should not be allowed. Being... Oh, my leg hurts. I'm going to go on LTIR until the fucking playoffs. Get that – like Ekblad for Florida doing the same shit right now. He'll be back for the playoffs. Well, he's got a high ankle sprain. Technically, he's going to rush back to be back in time for playoffs. That's fair. I mean, a high ankle sprain is an 8- to 10-week injury, and there's only six weeks left in the season. With, with, going back to the Dadov, Dadanov. The Danov? The Danov? Dadanov. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. It's The Vegas guy. The Vegas guy. When it comes to the Vegas front office, like you have to, there has to be a way to check your work, right? Before you put a trade request in you to Anaheim, think. you have to be able to check with the league at some, like somewhere, to be like, hey, did his no trade clause, his NMC, his no move clause, get put in on time and correctly? And they should either say yes or no. I feel like there's something there that's, to check your work. That's and how it should work. But then Vegas thinks they're bigger than the league. Because we let them do whatever they wanted during expansion draft. Yeah. They made it to the Stanley Cup Finals their first year. They've never missed the playoffs. That fan base has no idea what it's like to struggle until this year, and I'm loving every minute of it. 
Yeah, I'm just happy that they have the uh, Las Vegas Raiders there to let them down year after year so they can at least get some kind of balance in that city. Exactly. Oh. Uh, okay, going to Tuesday. Uh, move right on from that. We're just gonna go down. I don't. I, we're just gonna go down the the week the week timeline of what happened since last Sunday. Um, going to Tuesday uh, game at Pittsburgh. You That's want me to start this one because I only remember part of it. Yeah, go ahead. Let's hear what. Let's hear how you started it. So the Columbus Blue Jackets hosted a watch party at Standard Hall. Right. We all know what they sell at Standard Hall, right? I think that's Boozy Lemonade. Boozy Lemonade. One of our podcast episodes. So from three to six, it's all half price. Mm. Happy hour. Wow. So I got there at 5.30. Oh, boy. I ordered one and then a second one with the extra shot. And then at 5.57, I went and got two more with the extra shot so I could get them at half price. Oh, boy. So put those down and... uh, I watched Gus Nyquist score, make it one nothing. As far as I'm concerned, we won one nothing because I remember nothing else about that game. Not even getting your super awesome prize. I did get a super awesome prize. Um, I got picked to play beer pong against uh, Chase Declan, and we used Nerf basketballs and trash cans. Wow. I'm Pretty sure the game was rigged because I won. There are pictures and videos. I pulled a Jordan. I don't remember most of that. Night. That's fair. I definitely saw some pictures. I, I had, dude. I guess I was given stinger high fives. I heard Mike Todd say a bad word. Wow. Yeah. There's there's a video of me sinking the last shot. I don't. I just remember telling the girl that kept handing me the basketballs, "Is I, I can't see the trash cans." <laughs> you still won. I still won. Mike Todd, noted bucket hat guy, just saying. Uh, Mike Todd, noted great individual. Great great person overall. Thank you, Mike Todd, for existing. So after we won one nothing, what happened? You're going to fill me in. Uh, I don't remember much either. I don't I don't even know what I did Tuesday night, to be honest with you. That uh, game is well, I know I invited you. The five to one, yes, and I did not show up. The five to one I need to take a break from those watch parties, man. There's just Certain people that show up to those things that I don't really want to associate myself with. Yeah. Nobody in our group, but other people and outside groups that, exactly. that show up and think I just they remember run shit. I, I had won the contest. They handed me this team autographed jersey. I had it over my shoulder. I was talking to the kid that I had played against. He got a Chinnikoff puck. And while we're standing there chit-chatting, I hear people go, oh. And then about 30 seconds later, I hear, oh. oh. It was not good. And then about oh, five I, minutes later, I, I heard, I watched that. oh. Yeah. Brutal. I actually was at Odie's in Hilliard. Uh, a couple of my buddies over by Crooked Can in Hilliard, which if you're ever in Hilliard, stop by Crooked Can. Uh, the Raging Boomer on tap still. Nice blueberry puree blend in there. Wonder, oh, it's beautiful. Did you not try? You were at the watch party. It's actually uh, super good. I had a I had a hockey game at night. That's right. Yeah, that's right. I don't, we're not going to get into that. Uh, I was at Odie's. That was an interesting game. I know the bartenders at Odie's, so I was just getting fed free shots the entire night. That's exactly why I do not remember. Now I remember why I don't remember. Wonderful. Anyways. Uh, I, I not- do know that after the game, everybody in my group got free tacos at, is it Canados? Canados. Yeah. At, you got free tacos? No, no, no. I just paid for everybody to <laughs> hang out with me until I was sober <laughs> enough to drive home. Canada's is a good spot and an expensive spot just it, to have people hang out with it you. It wasn't that bad. I took eight people. We spent ninety two dollars. That's okay. Yeah, that's and, good. And I got home safe. And you got home safe. We love to hear it. Canada's is a good spot. I love it. I think that's the OG one over in on North High North High I Street. It is. It's that's amazing. A, I, I think go it's there a great every taco time spot. I'm in that area. I end up at that place before I go home. You should see that place on Taco Tuesdays. You have to wait like two hours to get some tacos. It's um, or on. On Taco National Taco Day, I think it is, or Cinco de Mayo, one of the guys, one of the things. I don't yeah, know. It was Tuesday when we were there. Was it? Was it packed out? Well, no, we we got in like two minutes before they closed. <laughs> they were so pissed. They they were not happy. I left a big tip. Uh, so moving past the Pittsburgh game, really not a whole lot going on there. Um, next game that happened was the Jets game. Uh, the one that we lost three four in overtime. Um, the whole the whole storyline there was Roslovic and and Line A returning to Winnipeg for the first time and Pascal Vincent and Pascal Vincent of course Minnesota Moose coach before he came over to the Blue Jackets as an assistant or was he the was he a Jets he was assistant? a Jet assistant I okay believe. maybe he used to coach for the Moose that sounds familiar I don't know uh, yeah really not a lot of love for Roslovic at all during that whole thing but everybody wanted Line A they everybody wanted Line A. Um, 
And all Line A did was really shit on the city. It was pretty funny to listen to, actually. And he's like, yeah, Winnipeg, there's really not a whole lot here. It's just... It he is. did compliment the fans. Yeah, the fans are great. That's all because he's like, that's all they have. That's all they have is hockey. Like, well, they are the smallest market in the NHL. Yeah, which surprises so. me. It's that's surprising. It's just the size of the city. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're out there all by themselves in the middle of nowhere, Canada. I mean, who would you think would be smaller? Yeah, that's I don't know. Uh, I can't even Ottawa. No, not Ottawa. Yeah, Ottawa maybe. Ottawa's a big market though. I don't know. Arizona. <laughs> so they're, they're about to be smaller they're in a big city i guess Jeez, i don't know man i i feel I like know, winnipeg I think small market i think i think winnipeg i think ottawa i think buffalo i think columbus i think columbus we're a small market and we also some of those cities that are considered small markets also have some of the best fans right because it, like like they have even jody else. shelley was talking about that's all they have it's there's no other professional teams um, there's a new show coming out too. I don't know if you saw the trailer to that. Uh, I can't even remember the name of it. It's the guy from the office, the warehouse manager guy from the office. What's his email I'm talking oh, about? Uh, Craig Robinson. Yeah, yeah. He's the star. He's the lead role. Yeah, uh, I've seen that clip up on social media. There's a trailer where he's, where he's like, there's not even any sports teams in, in Columbus. He's like, there's the Columbus Blue Jackets. He's like, I'm not letting my son be a hockey fan just shitting on the Blue Jackets. I thought it was hilarious, but Jesus, the disrespect but is We've real. been hearing that for years. Yeah, that's true. I'm about to let myself not be a Blue Jackets fan anymore. Uh, so, anyways, going back to Friday, the Jets game. Um, tough game. I mean, they played really well. They fought hard. Winnipeg just has more offensive talent than the Blue Jackets but do. Winnipeg and that's, has a Kyle Connor. They have Kyle Connor. They've got Mark Shifley. They've got um, – oh, shit, what's the other guy? Did Stats even play that night? I think he's hurt. Yeah, I don't think he played. Uh, Com- is Comrie there? Was Comrie their goalie? Yeah. So yeah, Hellebuck the, the didn't even play, and still had a still had a good game. Uh, Boak was Boak was made his return, uh, scored immediately, and when he, and on his return took the lead back. I think Warinsky also scored that night though, so they're still tied now for goals by defenseman at eleven, if I remember correctly. I know Boakus had one. I know Bjorkstrand had one. I don't remember who had the third one. Huh? Yeah, I don't remember either. Uh, the one thing I do remember from Winnipeg earlier la- this season, back in all the way back in November, one of the first games of the season, uh, Josh Morrissey, um, we beat Winnipeg at home, I believe. And it was Texier, was it was it Gus that took the slash from Morrissey at the last when he got the empty net goal? No, it was Texier. Yeah, yeah Texier, Texier shot oh, yeah. the empty netter. That was back in November, but as the horn goes off, horn goes off, the goal counted. Uh, Morrissey turns around and just slashes Texier in his legs as he like scores the empty netter. Two-handed axe chop. And that's the that's kind of where I'm, so I'm getting at it with this is like nothing happened with Morrissey in that game because I guess it was so long ago. Um, but then we get to the Minnesota Wild game uh, last night. And everybody's talking about how we should go after Felino. If, if anything, did. if anything, I, which yeah, okay, maybe. And Bjorky certainly did his job on that. But if anything, why are we not going after Morrissey from the slasher? Because that's more what Morrissey did earlier this season is more intentional, in my opinion, slashing somebody directly in the legs after they've scored a goal right. than what Felino did knee to knee with Voracek. Absolutely, in my opinion, I mean, and th- there was no word, there was no conversation about why is more like why are we not going after Morrissey? It was all about Felino, and that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I guess but we've I don't know. been manhandled by everyone all season. I mean, yeah. back when we played Carolina, I offered to sign a one-day contract to fight Tony D'Angelo because nobody did nothing to him when he was out there running yeah. everybody. This team doesn't stick up for each other like they should and it goes back years i mean obviously the game has changed i mean i'm a dinosaur i watched it when fighting happened as soon as they dropped the puck right but at some point you got to do something i mean if you remember a couple years ago uh tom wilson ran was it nudavara and of all people david savard snatched his ass up oh oh with the blue jackets yeah yeah and i mean you used to you used to have guys that their job was to fight. That doesn't exist anymore. I think that there's still 
there, like an Andrew Peak, for example, or a Josh Morrissey or a Middleton from from Minnesota, guys like that. Who Middleton had three penalties last night. He had six penalty minutes last night. On some, I mean, I don't know. I feel like maybe it's it comes down to coaching because they don't want to get any penalties on the back end. I mean, we're already kind of shorthanded as it is when it comes to players and injuries. So maybe it is comes down to Larson saying, "Don't react to shit like that because we need to just continue to play our game." I could definitely see that being a factor. That and we're a, we're a finesse team. We're not built that way anymore. I don't. I disagree with that. I don't think they're finesse at all. I think that we are the one of the we we were just as physical. Minnesota is one of the best, like one of the most physical teams in the league. And Columbus completely stayed with them physically last night. In my opinion, Sean Corrales is top fifteen in the league in hits as a forward, as overall in the entire league in hits. And Peak is up there in the top thirty as well. I think that we have one of the most physical teams when everybody's healthy. And even last night. I mean, Crowley hits people. Robinson hits people. Danforth. Danforth hits people. Dots. Those guys are all your bottom six guys. And that's how it should be. And those guys hit people, but they don't punch people. That's true. And our problem's not hitting people. Our problem is after our guys get hit repeatedly to the point nobody's going to do anything about it, that's when hitting needs to become punching. And the only two guys on our team right now that even throw any punches are Gavin Bayreuther, who's always scratched, and he's like 1-14 in 14 this year in fights, yeah. and Andrew Peak, who's probably 2-10. and 10. Do those guys scare you? They don't scare me. No, I don't, I don't know. I think Peak is, is the only guy really that we have like that. And that's kind of why I didn't like the Domi trade either is because we get – we we moved Domi for a 5'11", 180-pound fucking defenseman. Like, Domi we're not fixing has, that issue. Domi has, what, three fighting majors this year? Three. Maybe. I don't know. Not even him necessarily, but we need a guy, more guys like Peak or like Middleton or like Morrissey or like Josh Brown that are big defensemen who are slow skating, but they can lay the fucking wood and then fight somebody if they need to. Andrew Peak kind of fit, is, is growing into and, that mold. And that's why I keep waiting for... Gabrikov to be that guy. Gavi's more of a skilled guy, though, when it comes to... I, he's a better skater, in my opinion. He's but he's, he's, he's big, big, but he's... a strong dude who I have it on authority that he is ex-KGB, so he has been trained. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. You shouldn't say that right now. You shouldn't say that right, right now. I probably shouldn't. That's not cool. Uh, no, don't say... Made, made us laugh. <laughs> that was funny. Um, yeah, so let's... I just... I mean, I look at this team, and me and you talked about it last night. I look at this team, and, I mean, I'm 45, and I've seen some shit in my day. And I'm I'm a veteran, so I've learned stuff along the way. And I've been places where when something happens to one of us, we all react. And that's I, I guess that's just how I was brought well, that's, up. That's an overall team mentality. But I look at this team, and I think in a one-on-one street fight, the only two guys on this team that even make me question my manhood <laughs> is Boone Jenner and Vladislav Gavrikov. Really? Not even Peak? No. Really? No. Sillinger's tough, too. He's just young. He's just a little guy. So am I. Yeah. <laughs> I know you are. And I don't fight fair. I'm old. That's super fair. Yeah. How about on skates and then fighting fair? See, that's the problem. I said street fights because I can't skate to save my life. That's fair. But I mean, I, I agree just, with I you. Look at these it guys; is. they don't they don't scare me. And, and you need a guy that makes you think twice before you do the dumb shit. That like a Tom Wilson, somebody like that, or yeah, or uh, what's his face, Milan Lucic. Luke, yeah, uh, or the guy that went to Edmonton. What's who went to Edmonton? Kane, uh, Evander Kane, or uh, Reeves that went to New York. Yeah. Shit like that. Just somebody who's going to stand up for your stars. Like, and whether the they do nothing or not, just have them there in the background so you think an extra right. second before you do it. And the reason because is Max Domi going to make you take that extra second? Sometimes, yeah, a lot of the time because he's scrappy as fuck and people don't really want to mess with him a lot. I'm just saying it's just what it what it was. But it doesn't matter anymore. He's gone now. Um, the reason we're really talking about all this is because last night. Uh, Middleton, I don't know his first name. I didn't pay that much attention, but Middleton from the from the Wild um, came in high on a hit on Zach Warinsky after Warinsky shot the puck uh, and effectively knocked him out. I mean, he wasn't unconscious, but he was on the ground for a solid minute before any before he got picked up off the ice. Uh, clearly bleeding. I don't know that he lost any teeth, but. Um, got hit so high, bad. regardless of if it was dirty or not. He was hit high, and that's what 
Where where's the line for high start? High high what? Where does the line for high start? He got hit in the chin. I mean, regardless, I'm j- he did get hit in the chin though. No, he didn't. He did. He, he was hit. bleeding out of his mouth. He, you're right. He got hit in the chest. I've rewound this. I've played it slow mo. You tell me how he got speed. hit in the chest and was bleeding out of his mouth. Because our defensive player who's more worried about scoring goals shoots the puck it gets blocked by the stick and instead of keeping his head on a swivel when you're playing minnesota he's staring at the puck waiting for it to go in the net but it's heading for the net above the glass he takes a shoulder in the chest which was clean and legal and you watch his head go forward he bounces his chin off of middleton's shoulder so his chin did get hit he got hit in the chest. He should get a penalty for hitting Middleton in the shoulder with his face. If you continue to watch that, though, yes, he took his shoulder initially to the chest, but how about the forearm shiver, the elbow that went high off Middleton from Middleton? That was it the, was shoulder was first, little... but the end of the hit, you can clearly see his forearm going up through the face. When a I'm... guy folds around you, you push them off of you. I don't no, you don't. You hit. You finish with your shoulder. That's a that's a clean hit. A clean hit does not involve you forearm shivering someone in the chin after you hit them. Think there'll be a hearing? I think there should be. They should at least look at it. <laughs> you think there will be? I mean, a nine and a half million dollar skater just got knocked out of probably the rest for a couple games because of I, in my opinion, a dirty hit from a lower level player in the league. Some guy that's not making nearly as much or bringing nearly as many eyeballs to games as Zach Wierenski. And in my opinion, Zach Ransky keeps his head on a swivel instead of admiring a blocked shot. He doesn't bounce his face off the dude's shoulder. I do not disagree with that whatsoever. The the thing that bo- I completely agree with that. He compl- he totally watched his shot, and he w- he w- he had his head down. The forearm shiver, the the forearm and elbow high at the end of that hit is what I'm looking at, and that's what I think. I don't I don't think his face went off of his shoulder. I think it was the forearm that went up. We'll see the picture. I a picture. Uh, only says so many words in this aspect. You got to watch hey, the video. Pictures worth a thousand words. Yeah, it's we could say a thousand <laughs> words about it, about how we need to watch the video. But I, I don't yeah, know. I like I said. I've honestly during intermission, you can ask you can ask my wife. I I rewound it. I watched it. I rewound. It, I slowed it down. I watched it at regular speed. I bet I've watched that play fifty, sixty times within a ten minute period. So you should know it's thirty. And <laughs> I still. Don't blame Middleton for this hit. It wasn't oh. dirty. Look, I've, I've, and that's not me being a, a Zach Wierenski hater. That's me being a hockey fan. And this is what I'm talking about on Twitter. Is like, I mean, we're split on it right now. But some of the people on Twitter, if you don't agree with them, then they just take it to a whole. Oh my god, the level. insults I got last night. There's, there's oh, some it's of these. Same here. And we had different points of view on that yeah. tweet, and we both got comments and messages from people just. You know, of course, we're stupid. We're idiots. We don't know nothing. We've never watched hockey before. Yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to this. More, I don't know. I don't know. The more I watched it, the more I just it, it, the didn't pe- see the dirty. The people saying, if he, oh, he got hurt, it had to be dirty. That's not true. People get hurt all the time, so that's a bullshit argument. It's simply the the arm the arm follow-through up through his face at the end of the hit is what I'm looking at, and that makes it dirty. The initial hit, I agree, not dirty. Zach, keep your head up. Dude, you know that. Uh, you should know that. Look at how much you're getting paid. But the forearm shiver is is where I'm at with that. But speaking of that, though, this Dave Jackson dumbass that they had this rules analyst last night on that call last night. Give me a fucking break with that guy. This fucking guy. It, it, it wasn't just the analyst. I mean, you might as well take the whole ESPN Plus staff. The, the play-by-play guy. And just put guy. them in Minnesota Wild oh jerseys God, and get, put them on the payroll. It was hard to listen to. And I, I also had Bobby Mack, but... Um, playing in the background, but it, they just didn't sync up last I, night. No, I listened to not only you can't. It's hard, so hard to sync up on somebody else's stream. But uh, I, I try to listen to both just to kind of get the, you know, what people are talking about. And that those ESPN team last night, that was clearly a, a bi- Minnesota biased team. Dude, I thought I was listening to the Minnesota Wild feed. Everybody did. It was crazy. And then this this Dave Jackson asshole comes in last night. And is is talking about how we're, that was Warinsky's fault that he got knocked the fuck out. Like, they, who hired this dumbass? Go and, away! And Why he, are you wrong about everything? And he never went to sleep, so he didn't get knocked out. He he was awake, he holding knocked, his mouth the whole he time. He got knocked out of the game. You're right. I got to stop saying that. He did not get knocked out because yeah, that was one of my saw. When a guy gets knocked unconscious, he, he, he didn't was not get unconscious. unconscious. He was awake. It took him, a, and it was hard. He had a hard time standing up. 
I mean, oh, he was loopy. Definitely in concussion was, protocol exactly. at this point. That's what I was just going to say is yeah. he's going to miss some time with a concussion. Yeah, I the ESPN announcers, man, I just don't like what the I I almost missed miss Bucci last night. Bucci's been pretty good, but that color guy last night on that game was just brutally biased for the Wild, man. When it was we hard. Scored and took the lead two to one. You would have thought someone ran over his dog. And then when they scored to tie it up, oh, you would have it was, thought they oh won Game God. Seven of the yeah. Stanley Cup Final. Exciting times, though. It was a, it was a good game. I mean, I can understand that part, but it's it was it was an old school game. A lot of hitting, yeah. A lot of very skill, physical game. A lot of lot of fortunate bounces. Yeah, and then and let's go back to Boquist. Uh, Friday he played. He was back, his first game back. Saturday and gone. Then, and then last night against the Wild, just gone. I mean, I didn't hear anything about an injury again. Did he get did re-injured? Not, was I he didn't healthy hear scratch? Anything. I, I've been looking at it. I haven't – looking online, I haven't seen anything. I just started doing the math in my head when we were down to five defenders, and I'm going, okay, there's Peek, there's Bean, there's Gabrikov, there's Carlson, there's Kuk. Where the hell is Boquist? Yeah, weird. I wonder if – there's no way he got scratched. He scored the night before. Right, and he looked good doing it. Yeah, he looked great. He has a great – dude, he has a great shot from the point, he does. doesn't he? He does. Him and Warinsky up there are going to be dangerous, I think. Very dangerous. It's a great one-two punch on your D. They can fucking stay healthy. Keep your head up, Warinsky. Jesus, man, that's crazy. Offensively, we have some great defensive men. <laughs> that's a good way to put it, yeah. Yeah, thank, thank God for Gavrikov and Peak yep. playing defense on the backside. Well, there's another one. Let's talk about Gavrikov with straight-up slew foot. And our fan oh, base yeah, that went was dirty. nuts because they called a penalty. Dude, it, that was borderline dirty. I mean, that was P.K. Sluban level. Yeah, that was really bad. Gavi's got to watch that. I'm here for it. I'm not. That's, that is no place in the game. Slewfoot can completely break somebody's ankle in half. But, yeah, uh, that one yeah. there, I just, I mean, that and then you have later on the game, you get Bjorky who boards Felino, which was straight up just tattooed him, drove him straight through the boards. Yeah. And then oh, met Chad Greenway about Three seconds later. Jeez. Yeah, Bjorky, man, with that boarding call. That was – I visibly gasped when I watched him do that live. He did, And I was like, <gasps> Bjorky, like, no. Someone's oh, my God, you. that was not good. And I, I was kind of nervous for the wild player that – or Felino that he boarded the shit out of. Man, he was a solid foot and a half away from the boards when yeah, he took it that. Was... Like, you can't be doing that, Bjorky. And I get, I get it because of the last time we played the wild – I love the response from Bjorky being have being an alternate captain. The last time we played the Wild, Felino was a big antagonist in that game, right. and Bjorky. I think that was kind of the reason Bjorky went after him. Just a little cross check up high, you know, a little boarding. But that game, it. I mean, there was there were more scrums in that game than there have been all season in one. Biggest rival, game. Minnesota Wild. Uh, it must be we came into the league together. You know what's crazy about that Bjorky boarding is that we got a four on four. I know because Greenway, Greenway just, came in with a roughing. Greenway came in with a roughing. Oh, yeah, that was amazing. I thought Bjorky was dead. I thought Greenway was going to kill him. And so we during this podcast today, so, so far we've been using the term "we" a little bit as we talk about the team. Yeah. There's been a de- there's been a debate, and people seem to always have an opinion on on everything people say online. There's there's a division here. There's a there's people that say this has been a debate for forever. Oh, there's been a debate since the beginning since I of was sports. A kid. Yes, whether you are whether you should say we or not when talking about the team that you root for. My point of view is I'll tell you right now, I have never put on an ice skate. Correct. I have never hopped on a rink and tried to skate. I do pay over $550 a month, 13 months a year for season tickets. Just on your tickets. Just for my tickets. Let alone everything else you buy in that arena. Me and my wife buy jerseys, hoodies, T-shirts. I take family to games. I buy them stuff when they're there. Let's not even talk about how much money I spend on beer, hot dogs, Mac Shack, parking. I probably spend... Fifteen to twenty thousand dollars a year on hockey adventures. Shoo, that's a lot of money. It is, and the team and relies on people like you. People like me spend that kind of money, right? So we can put people in those jerseys. And you always have somebody to take that extra ticket if it's not being used by the lovely Mrs. Low Boomer. Correct. 
which would be me. And I go spend money in that well, arena. And, and and I don't resell tickets. I find somebody and I take them. I call you. I'll call Warren or Jordan. Right. I'll call my brother. Yeah. I don't resell the ticket. I put it out on Twitter. Who wants to go to the game with Little Boomer? And somebody always takes it. Yeah. Yep. Great and, seats. And, but dude, the amount of thousands of dollars that my family spends in that arena, when they say we are the fifth line, correct. We are the fifth line. Are the fifth line right? We are part of the team. Now, if you sit at home on your couch in your underwear watching the game, and you never go to a game, and you never pay for parking. And every other week, you hate this team, you love this team, I'm done with this team, now I'm rooting for a different team, you're not we. And those are the people that are saying that nobody should be saying we. Well, the guy that got it started on Twitter is a sports marketing guy. Now, fuck that guy. So, when his clients sign a contract, is that not we? You would think. Because he gets a percentage. Sports marketing. Yeah, I don't know. I... I'm with you on that. I mean, we go and spend enough money in that arena to where if it wasn't for the fans that like us that go in there and spend, I'm not trying to toot our own horns or anything, but no. it's just, it's a fact. If there wasn't, if there wasn't people like us that go in there and spend fucking half of our income on this, on this team, because this is what we devote ha- part of our lives to this, basically. Dude, this is what me and my wife have raised four children. They're all out of the house. They're all functioning adults. This is what me and her do. This is our date night, 41 nights a year or 30 nights a year because you get 11 of the tickets. More than that. (laughs) This is what we do. We don't take luxurious vacations. We don't jump on cruise ships. We take trips here and there from time to time. But this is what we do. Yeah, when it comes to fans, that season ticket holders, people like that that spend a lot of their money, you it's it's basically a marriage with the team for better or for worse, right? So that's it's we we that's us we are part of the team because of the amount think about this real quick if if elvis mers lincoln's did came into the city and played the way that he did but didn't get the fan reception that he got the fan reception that he got you think he was getting the contract that he has absolutely not that's we that's that's we we helped him get the contract because the fans loved him so much that the the team said yes the fans love you here's more money here's a longer here's a big contract to stick around because the fans we love you right it's we i'm not going to sit here and just i do i do it unintentionally every any time that i say we i don't it's just me talking about the team that i feel like i'm a part of because we are super we're that much of fans of this team we well, know people that work for the team. The people right. that work for the team say, we, like, we're part of all of that. Well, not only that, we're in that arena damn near as much as the players. Ah, well. I mean, maybe. think about it. They practice on, on, on eh, a game not night. Really. On a game night. Yeah, okay. They go to the locker room 18 minutes twice. Do we? No. I mean, No. I don't know about Yeah. I. They're in there way more than we are. They practice in there. They live in there half the time. I mean, it's just, yeah. Media as well. I don't know. I think the whole we thing, it's a lot of people that are unbi- try to be unbiased, and that's fine. I don't. I do not pretend to be unbiased at all. I am very biased towards the Blue Jackets, and I, oh, yeah. I use it as we because I'm not a journalist. I'm not somebody who writes articles unbiased or anything like that. No, we're just two guys that are huge fans of this team, and that's why we get together and we talk about it. And I know we that we have a lot of people on our side with yeah, that. We don't, we don't sugarcoat our feelings. We tell you how we feel. So if, you, if you're somebody that doesn't like it, mind your business. Don't pay attention to us. Block me on Twitter for fuck's sake. Move on with your life. If you're not don't worry part about of we, it. then don't come it's drink no with me. no effect on you if I say we or not. Move on. Who cares? Fucking idiots. God, some people are just so unbearable on Twitter, man. Well, it's just well, dude, bad you, for my you, mental health sometimes. You've seen Saturdays. You've seen opening day when we get together, and then we go rolling into the arena because we all have tickets, because we support this team, because we <laughs> are the fifth line. That's right. I'll put that on a shirt. Somebody somebody should sell that to them. We are the fifth line. Somebody should, <laughs> yeah. Somebody should sell that to them. Maybe they'll put it up above the press box or something. Eh, well, I don't know. I guess they could put they are the fifth line. <laughs> That's right. We sh- oh, I need to get a picture of that and Photoshop they or the fifth line into it. That would <laughs> That's so happening. Oh my god. Hey, you're going with me Tuesday. It's right behind us. Oh, I already got pictures of it. Yeah. I'll just Photoshop it in there real quick. Uh all right, getting off of that. It's just uh going we kind of already t- brushed over it, but Boomer is boiling again this weekend and let me tell you why. Boomer is boiling because 
we think I I agree. I think it, we kind of have a soft team in the aspect of not a lot of guys standing up for each other. The most recent example being last night with Warinsky going down. Regardless if it was clean or not, that doesn't matter. Right. One of your one of your guys, one of your alternates goes down like that, and everybody just kind of skates around him and doesn't do shit. And you're clearly boiling about that. Well, it's just this for me. It goes all the way back to what was it 2018, 2019? I don't remember. Cole Sherwood. Milan Lucic skates up. All right. Cole Sherwood, young guy, trying to score his first goal. Skates down the ice. Takes a little shot. Goalie kind of bobbles it. He goes to swipe at it. Goalie puts his glove over it. He taps the goalie. Got the glove. I do remember this. Milan Lucic comes out of nowhere like a freaking missile. Now, this guy's, what, 73 years old? <laughs> Around there, so yeah. So, for him to be moving like a missile, he's either got to have a rocket up his ass or he's got to have a reason. And he just punches Cole Sherwood in the face. Nothing happens. Square in the face. Square in the face. Nothing happens. We've seen, we brought in uh, Adam McQuaid. So, we need an enforcer. First or second game Adam McQuaid plays when he gets here, gets hit in the head, never plays again. Yeah. Nobody does nothing. Nothing happened. This is a common theme. Go back a couple weeks ago, Borchek gets his knee taken out. I don't care what anyone says. That was a dirty, dirty hit. I think there was a response for that one, though, wasn't there? A boarding call. I mean, in the in the game when he got when Borchek went down. Was no. there not? No. No, there was nothing. The response was then Line A got hit in the leg in overtime. Or right before overtime. Uh, yeah, he didn't get hit in the leg. He got checked high and his knee went in a weird way. That wasn't dirty. I mean, you just see game after game of our guys getting manhandled. And at no point does anyone sack up and go grab somebody and punch them in the face. Dude, when I was in the Army, we would go out. And I was stationed at Fort Carson, Colorado, which is right where the Air Force Base is. We'd go out to these bars. You know what we'd do? We'd get drunk. One of them Air Force cadets would run their mouth, and the Army would beat the shit out of them. Then somebody would run their mouth to those Air Force cadets, and the Army and the Air Force would beat the shit out of everybody because unlike this team, we were a brotherhood. We had each other's backs. If you're going to kick my ass... You're going to have to kick all our asses, but not on this team. Pow! We just killed your guy. Sorry, please don't do that again. And I'm fucking sick of it. Somebody on this team be a goddamn man and punch somebody in the fucking face. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Well said. Well said on your end there. I... You're you're absolutely right when it comes to that. I mean, some of the, so when an alternate captain goes down like that, it, regard, a high hit, regardless of if it was clean or not, and there's just zero response from the rest of the team. I mean, Dude, we don't respond to bad dejected. hits. We don't respond to clean hits. We don't respond to borderline hits. You're absolutely right, and there needs to be. There's a call to action there. I mean, I don't know if it's at this point in the season, man. Just stand up for your guys. Right. You know, what happens at this point? You get suspended and miss three to six games. Maybe. Oh well, we're going to miss the playoffs anyway. Right. Let it be known going into next year that this shit isn't going to happen. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, I, it's it's. Well, well, not only that. Look who we got coming in. Who was our top pick this year? Kent Johnson. This kid has scored and produced everywhere he's went. As an alternate on Team Canada this year, he scored five points in five games. This kid looks like he's going to be the real deal. He's smaller than Oliver Bjorkstrand. Yeah, he's small. When guy. he gets run, who's going to stand up for him? Because until he can put 50 or 60 pounds on in the weight room, he's going to, it's going to look like Texier when he came up. He's going to look really, really good, and then a big team like Boston is going to shut his ass down. Yeah, more, definitely more physical and probably a better coach team. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. The response is not there, and it is what it is. It's kind of something we've always dealt with, and I don't know if that's strategic or what it is, but, man, you would think when when guys like that are getting we hit. We haven't always dealt with this. Do you remember Elvis, Jody Shelley? You Elvis, remember Jared Ball? Right. Remember yeah, Nick Foligno? It's been a long time. I, You would think when – when your when your goalie gets gets run through or your or Zach Horinsky goes down like that and is bleeding on the ice that there would be some kind of response to that. I don't know. I don't know what what happened there, but 
great. I'm glad that you're boiling about it because I something just, needs to change. Yeah, I, I just stand up for your stand up for your brother. Absolutely. Uh, you got anything else today? I don't think so. I think no. we're good. I think I was pretty good. I mean, if we want to look ahead, I want to give everybody a warning next week. Oh, yeah. What are we looking at next uh, week? On the 31st, we're playing the New York Islanders. Plan accordingly. It's an ESPN Plus Hulu exclusive. Great. Hopefully we get Bucci on Last that. Last one, one of the year, thank God. Well, that's on Tuesday. Then we go back to New York again uh, on Thursday away. That's the Thursday game's a national broadcast. Okay. The uh, Tuesday game at home is yeah we got a weird schedule we play home against the islanders away against the islanders home against boston away against boston and then, and then home, home against, against boston yeah. and then away philly home philly yeah so the next six games are home and homes against three different teams Let's go back to the series format Which means cam will be coming back great is he coming back with philly oh yeah that's right i guess he is yeah. that's, that's getting close another the, tribute video the leading scorer for philadelphia unbelievable <laughs> in that town hates him they hate Cam? No, they don't. They love they've, Cam. They've, they're not as big of fans as they should be. Well, I guess sometimes we weren't either, to be fair. Well, it's Philly. I mean, they booed Santa Claus. So this week, yeah, we got New York, New York, and then Boston uh, coming up this week. One home game out of those three. Um, just kind of, again, what we're watching for is, is the macro side, or the micro side, I should say. Not points or getting points. We're looking at how young players are playing and, and how the team's responding to, to adversity. I don't expect to see Warinsky in in the next couple of games. I yeah. Again, I'm not a trainer, so I really don't know what I'm talking about and completely speculating. But Maybe Boquist comes back. If not, yeah. we'll have the Seattle Kraken If anybody again. knows what happened to Boquist, please uh, let me know because I, I didn't see anything. I'll do some research here. But uh, That Sunday game at Boston, that's the uh, game they'll be celebrating Felino's 1,000th games. That's right, Felino's 1,000th game. Um, yeah, it's all – that's all I've got Saturday, here. Not Sunday, Saturday. Uh, the artillery also will be doing a couple of watch parties to, before the end of the season here, probably on Saturdays. Um, we've got Boston, Detroit, and LA coming up. I, I was kind of hoping one to get one in for Boston this week, this upcoming weekend. So stay tuned for that. We may still get something together for that. Um, that would be fun. You guys still plan on going to the Detroit game? You gonna be getting a trip up there next week? Probably not. My mother-in-law's birthday is that sunday after so we need to be here for that gotcha plus uh, i believe the blue jackets scheduled their next watch party for the detroit game happy birthday boomer-in-law mrs boomer-in-law <laughs> all right uh we're done here thank you so much for listening ladies and boomers uh it's been a pleasure this podcast is brought to you by the cbj artillery recording live not live it's a podcast from the bartha.com studios technically we recorded it live technically we did yeah we're in a nice little sound stage here and all that just in the control side but next time we might go into the quiet room who knows see if it's empty (laughs) yeah no shit all right thanks so much for listening ladies and boomers we will see you next week uh keep a lookout for that watch party coming up from the artillery also take keep a lookout for the next artillery podcast coming out on wednesday We'll see you next week. Spay and I'm taking Warren's thing. I don't care. It's such a great way to end a podcast. Uh, Spay and neuter your dirty uh, hitters. Marcus Felinos and Middleton's. (laughs) Source. Don't mind me. I am a jackass. Thank you very much. So is it working now? I have good sound waves. I just don't have audio coming out of the laptop. So that's what I'm trying to figure out. I wish Jordan would come to these so I can stop doing mic checks because I feel like a complete dumbass trying to do this. But mics sound good, I think. He's made it to half of them. That's half more than I thought he'd make it to. Yeah, I'll figure this out eventually. Two for four ain't bad. It's time to maybe get some new software up in this bitch. All right, let's get going.